Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. How is college football affecting the NFL coaching cycle? Hey, welcome to the show. Maggie Gray, Andrew Perloff. Perloff, beyond the obvious, Jim Harbaugh leaving Michigan to go coach the Los Angeles Chargers. We've seen guys go back and forth between college and the pros before, but there's yep. a new, I don't want to call it a trend yet, but borderlining on a trend of assistant coaches, uh, excuse me, head coaches in college yep. taking assistant coaching and coordinating jobs in the NFL. And the reason is a little surprising. Yeah, I mean, this is, it's crazy because I think some of them are even making less money and jumping to the NFL. Want to explain? So Pete Thamel from ESPN put this out when Jeff Halfley, who was the head coach of Boston College, spent four seasons there, is now leaving to become the defensive coordinator for the Green Bay Packers. And according to Thamel and sources inside of uh, a source told him, he wants to go coach football again in a league that is all about football. College coaching has become fundraising, NIL, and recruiting your own team and transfers. There's no time to coach football anymore a lot of things that he went back to college for have disappeared so the idea that the coaches are fed up with the direction that college football has gone the transfer portal nil how it's changed the landscape and this is driving guys maybe back to the nfl another coach is ryan grubb who just left Washington to go with Kalen DeBoer to be the offensive coordinator at Alabama, now is at least in consideration to become the offensive coordinator for the Seattle Seahawks. Yeah, that's a crazy move, too. Uh, they don't. It, it makes it sound like they're a bit, I don't want to say lazy, but the work of college football is 12 months a year with no vacation, and people hate fundraising. Is there anything yeah. you hate? You hate fundraising. You hate that you have to recruit your own players. Uh, to me, another one, Chip Kelly apparently interviewed twice for the Raiders offensive coordinator job, the UCLA coach. And to me, like Chip Kelly has not worked in the NFL at all. Why does that guy want out of college football? It must be really dire. My read on this was like, ooh, this, this, these jobs stink right now. Well, I think we all realize that this is going to – we're going through this really big change now with college football because you see that the powers that be um, were – on Capitol Hill, like, I think begging politicians to get involved and try to get some kind of uniform NIL sort of, um, you know, something that's a little more above board and, and put on paper. And at the, the same time, you have multiple lawsuits that are going now in college football that are trying to, you know, secure players' rights and secure NIL rights. But the transfer portal... That's staying. I, yeah. I don't know how you can try to manage around it or put different time frames and windows on it like they've done. 
But the transfer portal is going to continue to be, you know, a great thing for some college coaches and also a mm. new obstacle where you're constantly recruiting your own guys. Well, I could fix all this, What's by that? the way. Just start paying the players and make it above board. Uh, the There was a report the other day that the NCAA has one point, made $1.8 billion last year. Pay the players, and then you don't have to do all this sort of extra work with NIL because NIL is a bit of a circus, right? You don't, there's no definition of what the deal is. Just have some sort of structure, right? Okay. Have a salary cap. Just do it normally. Would that cut out a lot of the work? It would, but I mean, I think there's a lot of steps to get there. And then why? What steps? Well, the, you got to unionize the players. They, easy. Uh, is it? Yes. Why they, would they've done it then? Because they tried in 15 or 16 and came really close. Next time they try it, they're going to win that fight. Okay, so then you've got to build a union. Who's going to be your representation? What are you fighting for? I mean, it's hard. Look at unions right now across the country. Go, there's. I mean, I know in our business, it's been really difficult. You're, what are you fighting for? How do you make sure that you're getting a fair deal? Who's going to represent the college football players union? I mean, you're right. Unions in general are having problems, but not pro sports unions. Those guys are making millions and millions and millions. Just yeah. get the, Just get someone from the NFLPA to come over and do it the same exact way. I don't know if the NFLPA has been winning a lot of these battles, quite frankly. But the other part is transfer portal's not going anywhere, right? You can't yeah. you can't put that toothpaste back in the tube. I, if anything, I think we get more and more player movement. That's true. The transfer portal is probably a tough thing. I think the day-to-day of NIL is is makes recruiting much harder. Think about it. You used to be able to come in and charm families, and now you can't do that anymore. Now it's you're dealing with agents. I don't think most recruiters are, are equipped for this, and they don't want to do it anymore. Okay, well, the more cynical amongst us would say, haven't big-time programs been paying players forever? So now it's like a, yeah. with a collective and the boosters, but the boosters have always had a big say. But you're adding so many more steps with NIL because now you're have to. Now you dealing with a lot more open competition. I think the boosters just, Alabama came in there and handed them a bag of money. Now you have to deal with CAA and who knows what kind well, of mess. I know, but again, it's like the same idea, right? It's like if we believe, and again, don't want to be cynical about it, but if we believe that college athletes have get, been getting paid for a long time just under the table, this shouldn't really be a reason why the coaches want to leave college to get to the NFL. I, I think the big part is transfer portal. They, they don't want... They want to be... A, not all of them, not all college football coaches, but I think a good amount of them want to be able to coach with a little bit of fear, like instill just a little bit of fear. Like you have to do what I say and follow my lead or else, you know, I have control over your future. You don't anymore with the transfer portal. So I think that's the college football coaches. I don't know how you fix that. Well, there's two things. Also, NIL and transfer portal are very connected because players have a huge incentive to leave to get a new NIL deal. So you you have to leave because – Basically, if you're a good sophomore at Pittsburgh, for example, you know you have a million-dollar payday in the SEC. you got to take it. So even if you like the coach, you you have to leave for financial reasons. So the whole thing, if you pay the players, I think you get rid of a lot of this. I think there's some part of the paying the players that I think can fix this that Pearl was mentioning. I think it does have to do with the transfer portal. Because I agree. I think the transfer portal, honestly, is the bigger issue for these coaches than NIL specifically because they've had boosters paying these guys. Right. The problem is guys can leave without any – Fear of having to miss a year or whatever. Sure. I, I think what they have to do is they need to be giving out scholarships like we give out contracts in um in, in the NFL or in the NBA. It should be all right. We we you make them more binding. Right. So we've signed you to a three year scholarship contract. So in that contract, you can't say, "Well, I'm just transferring schools." Like you you need to make that more binding. 
because they've been getting away with the one and done thing for years, and it benefited them because they could just say, hey, if you don't do what I say, I'll just take your scholarship away and tell you to get lost. Now kids are using that against them, saying, okay, this is a one-year thing. I can just go wherever the hell I want. Wait, but here's – so the, that's – it's fine. We're talking about college football coaches and sometimes head coaches now who are leaving college to go become coordinators at the NFL level. And one of the thoughts is that the NFL level is actually more about coaching than college. College is about being a fundraiser and NIL and constantly recruiting. So the, the flip side of that, though – okay, so this comes back to the players of a union. You sign a three-year deal to go play at the University of Washington. Can I get traded? Can I leave if I really don't like it? Can I break my contract? Like, these are the questions that, you know, can I ask for a trade? Can I go public with my trade demands? You know, you get into the same thing with the NFL. But specifically, does the coach still have power to trade you if you're under contract? Yeah, and that's that would be the good question. I don't think they should. I think that you. Sh- I think that it should be just we take out everything about how we do it in the NFL and the NBA. I just take out the fact that you can be traded or cut. Because I think that in the end of the day, that's the biggest issue is that, Guys have this one-year deals, and they have no guarantee that they'll play beyond the year that they're there right. um, and that they'll be kept on the team. If you take that out and say, okay, fine, you will make uh, these more binding and we'll give you a contract like a normal NFL contract, but it said it's just your scholarship contract. But that means, hey, you know, we signed a two-year deal. You can't leave in a year. You, like, you have to stay for two years. And I think, honestly, that will help the sport because I, I know we love college football, uh, but I think college football and definitely college basketball on a bigger level has been hurt by these guys just moving team to team. We, we root for laundry, but not being able to follow these guys. I think college football had a big advantage that these guys had to stay three years in, in the NFL uh, before it, going to the NFL. EJ, it sounds like you're – like that's kind of surprisingly an anti-player take. Like you're taking all the power away from the players. You're saying just – I know there's some players who lose their scholarship, but we're talking about guys at, at lower schools who can make a ton of money no, by well, going to the better you, school. You can negotiate wherever you want. You can say, no, I'm only, I'm only signing a one-year deal. And perhaps that means, okay, if you're a college, now you have the thing say, okay, well, I'm not going to go and complain this guy leaves in one year. You made that deal. If the number one recruit says, I want to be free, I'm going to be LeBron James. Yeah, of I'm course. Why, why would you not do that? But not every kid can do that. Or like, maybe, not every maybe kid some is, kids want a little more stability. Right, I mean, or more money. Maybe you say, hey, we'll give you more money if you give us two years, it gives three a years. bigger commitment. Right, if exactly. you're Will Anderson Jr., and we, you'll, we'll give you more money if you commit to us for all three make years. It a, I mean, the question is that what happens, you know, like the transfer portal right now opens again if your coach leaves, yeah. right? Like you get 30 extra days now if your coach leaves. What happens with that? Like and at the college level, at the pro level, SOL. You, you get signed by one regime, a new regime comes in, got to make it work. Well, again, if I'm now the, the commissioner of the college football, because I've been thinking, you know what the pro thinks about bets? I've thought about this for years. <laughs> yeah. If I was college, I would say coaching contracts are binding just like the NFL. A guy can't just go and say, oh, I know I got 10 years left in my deal, but I'm going to go coach the Patriots. You can't do that. Okay, like, but oh, but here's the other, though. What about the upward mobility of it? Like, are you really going to keep a guy in college if he wants to go to the pro level? What if what if the player wants to go pro? You sign him to a two-year deal. He's got three years under his belt. He signs a two-year deal yeah. but has a season of all time and could be a top-five pick all of a sudden out of the blue. You're going to say you have to come back to well, Florida well, State? Well, in college football, I mean, you're talking about it's three years in college football. Right. So, I mean, three years, four. I mean, that, I don't think they're going to have that much issue with that because it's – it's three years, then you can go to the NFL anyway. So, I who signed? Like, I mean, if you're signing a four or five year deal, I mean, I don't think a lot of guys would do that. No, I'm like, well, now guys stay in college for so long. Like, if you're Bo Nix or something, and you are a little bit more of a late bloomer, 
and you went from a guy who was never going to be and, and he was right. sniffed the first round of the I mean, draft. I think, and now I, you're going to be the NFL, top I think that's pick. different. I mean, I think that if they want to go say, "Oh, I'm going to leave college entirely. I'm not going to com- I'm not then going to break I'm not going to competitor. I'm going to a, a different job literally." Yeah. That's fine. You can do that. But I, I, I do think that making everybody's contracts more binding would fix a lot of the issues mm-hmm. with college football. By the way, the problem is not just transfer. Look at the recruits. The recruits are now how many times? Look at every time. How many schools has Dylan Raiola played for already? And the guy's never even <laughs> stepped on a <laughs> He's field. He's still in high school. He went from Ohio State to Georgia to Nebraska. Julian Sands already on his second school. Like it's you're a coach. You're losing all your recruits because they're committing. And that's really just like, here's my asking price. I'll go to right. Florida for a million unless you come in with 1.5. Right. So if there's a more open negotiation, I, I think it's a mess right now. Uh, it is. And here, I just, we know that it's going to, the change has to come, right? We, I mean, we've already saw one Power Five conference basically just disintegrate into dust over 18 months. Pac-12, I mean, you mean? Yeah. I mean, yeah. there's just been so many changes that have happened in such a rapid way. Hell, NIL and Transfer Portal happened basically like at the drop of a hat. It was while everyone was basically, you know, um, distracted by the pandemic. And we yeah. really saw the difference between athletes and stu- student athletes and students. It was the, the whole system crumbled in front of our eyes. Yeah, basically. the courts, the, both both political parties are anti-NCAA. Yeah. Everybody agrees on one thing. The NCAA is no good. The, uh, the other thing, too, the money is so huge. I mean, that... Listen, you're spinning. As the pie gets bigger, the players are going to want more of it, okay, they, but, and they should. And you guys got got guys like Jim Harbaugh. Like this is insane. Well, the other part is, how do you know that there's some kind of big inefficiency going on in this market? If you just want to distill it down, look at all the private equity that's trying to get in. You have literally private equity firms that are trying to buy into mm. Florida State or conferences. And we talked about this at the time because it became a big topic with Live Golf. I was like, wait for the Saudi money to come in. I, the the money's going to get bigger and bigger. Anyway, a little sidebar there. 855-212-4CBS. Adrian's in Maryland. Good morning, Adrian. Hey, good morning, guys. Happy Friday. Hey, I told EJ I'm 100% with him. They need to have contracts on these kids, and if they decide they need to go to a new school, they have to sit out a year. And you got guys now that no, are We're never playing. going back to that, Adrian. We're never going back to guys sitting out I a year. But you got to put a, you got to put some kind of contract on these guys. Because what the coaches are upset about, they did all the hard work. They did all the tough lifting to get these kids in in school. Then they get there for one year, and they're gone the next. Yep. So so that's the problem. And that's what the guy's talking about, you know. He, they want to develop these kids and make them good pros. They don't want to, to develop them for a year, then, then another coach take over, and then you say, well, this coach did this. And got him to the NFL. Well, no, wait, it could have. Adrian, hold it on. Been the guy that recruited him. The coaches want it both ways. They want the guys that they that the really talented ones. They want to come in and keep, and they also wanted to use the transfer portal to to use and poach guys from other schools. So, like the coaches, they want it, They want both. They want to. They want to dip into the high school aspect and the and the transfer portal. Well, well, the transfer portal. I don't like it because it starts too early. It starts before the bowl game. Yeah. It's, just make it like the NFL and have it be a free agency window instead of, you know, before the bowl games and things like that. Yeah. It's just, it's crazy. They have no formation in, in the NCAA to, 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 to keep it correctly going. No, it's, I, it's, it's, a, it's broken right now, Adrian. Thank you so much. It's weird to say this and appreciate you. 
it's weird to say about a billion dollar industry. It's like, man, that is broken. Like usually <laughs> the, the the systems that are, you know, broke are yeah. broken. This is not broke. Well, that being said, I mean, we're all going to sit and watch whatever game next year and not even think twice about any of this. I mean, these games are going to be great as always. It's not totally broken. Yes, behind the scenes. And obviously, I don't think Jeff Halfley leaving means college football is doomed. The ratings are going to be enormous next year. Next year is going to be awesome. It could be tweaked here. Do you remember Dion's tweet the day that Nick Saban retired? No, what did he say? He said, you done run out, you've run the goat uh-huh. out of the sport. Oh, yeah. Like, that Saban would have stayed. I mean, listen, Saban has enjoyed free labor for a long, long time, so no one's crying for Saban, but... But I think college football had record ratings last year. They're definitely going to... Next year is going to be bananas. There's going to be a lot of ratings. When you go to 12 teams, I think the interest is going to go up. So the sport is broken, quote-unquote. It's never been this successful, ironically. We can make, I mean, NIL has done the, it has not hurt the sport's popularity. It's, it's, if anything, it's enhanced it. So is the transfer portal because otherwise we wouldn't even see these players on the field. So it is all good. And uh, by the way, all this is great in January. Come September, let's all sit around and watch the Texas game. I mean, right? 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. We get back to the Super Bowl in just a moment. The matchup, we've got questions also I don't want to say this lightly because I don't want to lose credibility with our audience. The next story we're going to bring you is the worst idea I've ever heard in my life. There's not a worse idea on earth. There's not a combination of bad ideas that you could put together that are as bad as this idea. They say there are no bad ideas, no stupid questions. This was a stupid question. It's a terrible idea. We'll tell you about it next. Maggie and Perloff, CBS Sports Radio. Back on Maggie and Perloff. Uh, I don't know if you were on social media yesterday, Maggie, but the Dan Quinn hire in Washington got received with the collective shrug from the entire mid-Atlantic region. Nobody was excited about it. He's a good coach, but it's he's a good coach, but he's nothing different. I think there was a retread feel. And I'll tell you who was leading the whole movement was uh, longtime Washington sports analyst and reporter Grant Paulson. One stat he said about hiring Dan Quinn, this caught my eye. This is on Twitter. The Super Bowl will be played between two offensive-minded head coaches for the fifth consecutive year. Uh, this is an offensive coordinator league. And he also has a good point. Offensive coordinators generally have better defenses than the defensive coordinator coaches. This is it's really risky. I know D'Amico Ryan's was good, but to hire a defensive coach in twenty twenty four is definitely a risky move. And I think that's why Washington fans are like, What are we doing here? Yeah, I get it, especially when you have the number two pick in the draft and you yeah. need a quarterback. I, I think the big fear is always and we see this play out, is you have a defensive head coach with an offensive coordinator, if the offense has any kind of success, yeah. that offensive guy is likely getting poached for an off for a head coaching job and now you've started over and your quarterback has to yeah. learn a new language and you've got to have a whole new voice and we've seen before guys who have like multiple offensive coordinators in the beginning of their careers yeah. and it's derailing for some of them yeah and now the Belichick is gone i mean the only two that've had any success are Tomlin and McDermott it is it's Kyle Shanahan league and i think we're all living okay. at McVay so i i think i think most of these defensive guys are not going to work and it's going to be all offense next so, year I'm I'm not as down on the Dan Quinn hire it because look at where you're starting with with the Commanders. First and foremost, you got to get back to respectability. 
And to be mm-hmm. honest, this hiring cycle, like how they played this out, where they were the one team that you knew was firing their head coach and yet it was the last team to hire a head coach, something was wrong here with the timing of this. Dan Quinn's been out there for a long time. I don't know why it took them so long to get to him. But anyway, Dan Quinn immediately comes in, brings respectability and a positivity that Belichick does, does not bring, right? Like in the building. And it's funny, and a lot of people have pointed this out, that the commanders went with the coach that blew a 28-3 to lead over the coach that orchestrated the comeback of the 28-3 to lead in Super Bowl. But at least Quinn does bring you, I think, a good – there. there's good vibes in the building, which is don't take that for granted. And because he's been a coach for a long time – I imagine he has a good network of people that he would bring in a good offensive corner. Hell, he had Kyle Shanahan when he was in Atlanta. The dude can hire an offensive coach. Yeah, they got Ron Rivera 2.0, and I do not see any out. How This team is so far away. Their defense has no personnel, and they don't have a quarterback. That's so, not true in the NFC East. You're never far away in the I NFC East. That, that, that division rotates like a carousel. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm thinking of Josh Harris, the Sixers owner. Like, he does not always get his coaching hires right. Dan Quinn might be fine. The The Washington does not scare me. I just don't see how they build this offense to be a real factor. Look, just you cannot ignore what's happening in Detroit, what's happening in San Francisco, the fact that Sean McVay is actually building up the Rams why again. why did any defensive coach get hired? So you think I, Mike McDonald is bad? You think Raheem Morris is bad? You hate all these defensive I think they're all coaches. gone in three years. Mike McDonald has a chance. But I think Raheem Morris is in the worst spot in the league. I, I think Atlanta is is born to be mediocre. I, I don't see how he's going to get mediocre, out. Mediocre, make the playoffs. I, honestly, I'd give Dave Canales a better chance in Carolina than I would. I, Atlanta. I'll take that bet. Yeah, the organization in Atlanta is not great. I mean, they have not made good draft picks. Well, we're going to agree to disagree on that part of it. But if you want to take a bet of who's going to have the better record next year, the Carolina Panthers or the Atlanta Falcons, and we have a – actually, it's one of the commandments of the show – Thou shall not bet on the Atlanta Falcons, and I will break that commandment to make this bet with you. I'm not betting next year. I'll bet you Canales lasts longer. I'll bet you the Panthers are in a Super Bowl before the Falcons. Thou shalt not watch the Atlanta Falcons. <laughs> <laughs> That's the, the, the addendum. I mean, the, the Falcons have really kind of screwed up every single pick for 10 years now. Know, but who's going to be in the Super Bowl first? I mean, I, no, how I long just are say we going to be alive? <laughs> a, a 37-year-old offensive coordinator is the formula. It is not... Uh, whatever Atlanta's doing. it's And I'm sorry, because Raheem Moore seems like a great great guy and a really good coach. This is a tough spot to me. Okay, I, I, let, I, I went to break with this. The worst idea I've ever heard in my life, no hyperbole. Andrew Bogish has the details for us on this horrendous, horrendous project that's about to get under undertaken. Or maybe it's genius. If Oof. Draymond Green is really bummed out about missing out on the Paris Olympics this summer, he does have some options. Here come the enhanced games. Investors like Peter Thiel of PayPal want to hold an Olympics-like event without drug testing. Eat, drink, shoot up, whatever you want. They call it pro-science Most of the rest of us call it a joke. The non-cheating athletes would have full medical supervision plus health insurance while taking any banned substance they wanted. Okay, so Peter Thiel, Thanos, okay? This is like not the person you want running your situation. Rich guy, good for you. I don't know if anyone thinks of Peter Thiel as, uh, do some Googling. Saying you're under doctor supervision. Who? Victor Conti? Who is running this <laughs> dumb idea? I think it's a great idea. Oh, how could you think that? What's next? Do you want to do the opioid Olympics? Do you well, want to say, hey, uh, everyone take drugs, but uh, we're going to make sure you don't overdose? Well, at least you know what's going on. 
but that's but what message are you sending like it's it's bad enough that we all know steroids existed we're not celebrating it we're not reveling in it it's the same message we sent back in the 90s when we watched McGuire and Sosa. We cheered and we clapped and we applauded. We bought their jerseys and we celebrated them. So, you know what? At least at least you know what's going on okay, and but, at least you know what's happening. Okay, but Pete, and we can no longer share a hotel room. <laughs> but the, the, the thing the about... outdoors, no? The thing is... <laughs> uh, buck? Anything? Nothing? <laughs> Shack? Big Bear. Big Bear chased me. <laughs> I, I think, I think the, the one thing is... In the 90s, I know this sounds dumb, and I was a kid, so maybe it's harder. I, I was a bit blindsided by the fact that all these guys were on all this crap. I didn't know better, and maybe that's my naive take because I was, like, in fourth grade. But if if you knew they were straight up cheating the whole time, that's why baseball got a backlash that they're still in some ways digging themselves out of. Like, But wait, Maggie, will you watch any of this? No, I'm going to protest this. Okay, but let me ask you this. If I came in uh, on the Monday morning after the Tainted Olympics and I said, hey, I have some information here. I have what the all-time record in the Tainted Olympics and the 100 was compared to the normal Olympics. You wouldn't be curious about what the difference is, about what those drugs can actually do for you? You wouldn't be curious at all. You want to know why? Because you are not getting the same quality of athlete in the Tainted Olympics that you are in the regular Olympics. Makes it even more interesting. What if the guy, uh, what's the all-time record for the 100? Is it, I don't even know, 8.88? Yeah. 9.8. Nah, seven, six, whatever it is. What yeah. if they shaved a second off of that piece of steroids? You wouldn't be. I don't think that'll happen. But would that oh, be if, fascinating? If you to say people? Bolt is clean, that makes me think even better of him because that means that he was actually able to beat science. I, like here's the here's a part about this. Okay, doctor supervision, or you need this for some kind of medical thing to help, like a steroid that you need for your body because you have some other deficiency or whatever. This is just to celebrate cheating. This is just, or won't be cheating here. This is just to celebrate injecting crap into your body that you do not need to what? Run the hundred? Come right. on, guys. Like, we have to be a little bit more aware of our personal health. When I we? watched the promo for this, and the, it starts with the guy being like, he looks like some regular dude. He don't look like yeah. some like uh, like some world-class printer. Yeah. And he's like, I beat Usain both 100-meter <laughs> record. I got so angry. I was yeah. just like, screw this guy. Is that an achievement? Congrats. You you got to shoot up and do some pharmaceuticals and you became Superman. That's not cool. We already had the oh enhanced games, the Royal Olympics. It was called American Gladiator. It's okay? called the it 80s. Came out the 80s. Which is awesome. It was a nice show it was in the a 80s. TV show. I feel like you guys, are, back there. you guys are kind of being hammering in here, kind of on a soapbox about purity of sports, whatever. You, I, I want to see these Roy Up monsters go at it. Why not? <laughs> Bring it on the Roy Up football. Me and Bellotti will get some, get some wings and watch the Roy Up football. <laughs> There's yeah. only one thing that's been improved with steroids. Baseball. It's the only thing. I don't well, think it's improved. I think I football. I think a lot of guys are on it. I mean, no, I mean, I mean, in terms of like it being quote unquote legal or whatever, like this idea that we knew the numbers were inflated because right. they were so, yeah, the steroid era was awesome. Like, I don't, like, I don't care what anybody says. You watch those games, you watch those athletes. It was awesome. There's nothing else that's been enhanced with steroids. We don't look at Ben Johnson or Flojo RIP and be like, oh, like this was so like great and amazing now. Like we don't, we still look back at steroids and say, yo, Barry Bonds is the greatest offensive player ever. We look at those other athletes and say, they were great, but I wait, mean, wait, it was wait, enhanced. Wait, 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 stop. Steroids ruined baseball. The ratings yeah. fell off a cliff because of steroids. They fell off after. What do you mean? Right, because the, the, because everyone's like, oh, that was garbage, what I was watching. Right, no, well, it's because people got into their feelings about the sanctity of the sport. Right. Watching the 98 home run race 
That was not bad for the sport. That right, but you look back sport. on that. Yes, it was bad for the sport. Obviously, not at the because, time. Oh, in the moment it was no, good, yeah, but the it, backlash right, right, right. Has, has it was bad. fake. Yeah. You know, so I think people people hate when they were fooled. So I can't basically. You're saying, I, and tell me if I. Getting this wrong, you're saying that steroids was good for baseball in the 90s because it was awesome? There's, there were fans not coming back from the strike, and they needed to have interest in the game. And guess what? People were coming to the ballpark to watch Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa and Barry Bonds hit 480-foot home runs. Yeah. And it was leading every sports show and leading every news yeah. angle when those guys were on those races. And it was great at the moment. Yes. But now we all feel like idiots because we watch that, right? No, it's the opposite. Now we're like, wait a minute, why are we keeping these guys out of the Hall of Fame? Like, they're no. clearly the best players. Not everybody's like that. You might be like that, but not everybody's. Like, a lot of people feel betrayed. So, the Hall of Fame is so wait, basically bogus that's because those guys aren't different, in. right? Like, we felt like we were duped. By or a lot of people feel like you're duped. Like what I was watching wasn't real because these right. guys were so enhanced. This Olympics would take that out of it. You know exactly what you're watching. I'm just saying. I think this is the absolute wrong way we want to be going here. Like we already know that steroids are an issue. It that steroids exist in professional sports and college sports. We're not naive to this. But why would we celebrate that fact? Aren't we trying to get this stuff as more out of the game than we are into the game. But are you talking about you're talking about ethics. Uh, let's talk about entertainment though. Yeah, ethically we don't want this, but is it going to be entertaining? I think is a different question. Well, that's but you have the WWE, those guys I think and women have to take a lot of stuff. There are other ways you can get your entertainment to have this. I, I just what 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 your entertainment value. You're going to watch somebody on steroids run the run the 100 meter dash. What what is interesting about that? Too? I don't. First of all, I don't find unless you say bolts running. I don't find the hundred meter dash <laughs> okay. interesting. Anyway. What do you want to watch then? Which, but which but I think sport? I think what you're saying is that it's wrong. You know, there's something morally wrong with this. But to celebrate this, right? But I think, and I've we argue about this all the time. Sports, real sports fans have zero interest in the moral compass at all. It doesn't mean a single thing to them. Oh, they don't. They don't I'm, care. I'm they just want to see great sports. It. They want to see great... Yes, it's horrible for young athletes to get this message that steroids are okay. It's terrible. We cannot promote that. It's totally uh, irresponsible. But as a sports fan, what do you care what these people are doing? They're just on your TV for entertainment. Okay, but that just because I... Well, I'm not going to watch this. But accepting a sport despite the fact that it has flaws, and I'd rather know about those flaws when I'm watching and then make the decision as opposed to being totally blind. Like, you take concussions, for example. I know now, and I do, there is a degree of guilt about watching when guys get these big hits, but at least I, I understand and they understand what they're signing up for. It hasn't eradicated it, but I'm glad I know, as opposed to the 80s when they were hiding all this right, information. Right, so you, you, so no you, you, basically you're saying, I want to know about the steroids, I, so that's an argument for the tainted Olympics. No, but I don't want the steroids in. I don't want them. I don't want to be watching but at least you know, up. But at least you know. But I think there's one major difference, though, is that when it came to, if you take baseball, for example, like, okay, those guys, they were using steroids or whatever, but we knew those guys were still the best baseball players. Like, these guys can't mm. cut it in the Olympics. That's why they're doing this crap. Mm. These guys couldn't make the Team USA running team or the swimming team or whatever these other enhanced games are. I'm watching scra uh, Scrubs take steroids to think that they are Usain Bolt or Michael Phelps. Right. That part of it Do they is deserve the platform? Right. Wow. Bogus, you look, you look befuddled. Yeah, I, I um, specifically, I, I don't, I, I disagree with, I mean, Maggie and I are sports fans and we both all have different varying cares about the ethics of the game like like concussions You're in a like minority I, you honestly I, well <laughs> maybe but like i'm not it's not 2% of us 
I don't think so. I think if you're a football team, who's your team? Uh, the, the Giants. Giants. The Giants, like if they had a, an ethically challenged player who helped them win games, I don't believe you, Andrew Bogish, would would have a problem with it. I think at the end of the day, well, winning I mean, is so more important than I mean, than you're ever. wrong. Like, I didn't like the fact that the uh, Mets brought Jose Reyes back after he had a domestic violence incident. Like, I don't, yeah. it's little stuff like that. Like, I, you wouldn't notice it, but I've never mentioned Joe Mixon's name in an update. Mm. Because I don't want to mention Joe Mixon in an update. I think you're like, in a minority. And I'm, I, I'm, not, I, I, yeah. I'm fine. Right. I might be in a minority, but I don't think that the you said a blanket statement that nobody cares. If you're a real sports fan, you don't care. People care. I know one thing. I mean, as a Knicks fan, when Miles Bridges was going through his issues and there was thoughts that, hey, will the Knicks be interested in Miles Bridges? I know for a fact I would have went scorched earth if they would have signed him. Yeah. Well, the other part, though, okay, you guys are talking about um, – just to play devil's advocate, you're talking about people who have done things to other people that have hurt them. Joe Mixon, unforgivable. Well, what Miles Bridges did, unforgivable. This is your body. Well, yeah, there's except, a lot yeah. of, hey, if I put steroids in my body, now I'm, I'm making a case against my argument, but just for devil's advocate's sake, no. does it matter if it's just, hey, it's me? I don't like it. I still think it's bad. It sends a wrong message. I've got a teenager in my life who, a family member who loves lifting weights and stuff and asks me questions about steroids, and I, I, I don't want him to go down that path. So there's a real thing here. I'm not saying, oh, what about the children pearl clutching, but kind of when it's well, in your yeah, life. That's the ethical issue here. It's not, forget their own body. It's right. the message to young people who can really get hurt with that stuff. That's why it's important. Right. Probably more important than a lot of things we talk about. But I disagree. I mean, Tyreek Hill's in NFL commercials, guys. I, I think you're... I, I think people who yeah, are on the show, I, don't, and I, and I, don't like just, I think yeah. the large majority, is, there's a reason he's in those commercials, because a large majority of sports fans are willing to put that to the side and separate the athlete okay, from the behavior. So, and I'm not saying it's right, but, but I no, think that's but reality. I think the Polish point, though, it's not nobody. It's not everybody right. is fine with Tyreek Hill, these guys. Like, I think there are a lot of people, they're not the loud majority or a loud minority, but there are a lot of people who look at Tyreek Hill, look at these guys and say, I don't want to eat part of it. There's a reason well, why that, Miles the, Bridges... Well, the ratings go up by 3% no, every no, no. year. See, the, I don't think there's anybody who does see, that. See, that's a tough part, though. Like, say you're a Ravens fan with Ray Rice or Pittsburgh Steelers fans with Ben Roethlisberger. Like, it's hard. You, you, in some ways, you get put in a tough position as a fan because, say, I don't like Ben Roethlisberger because of what happened in his past, but I still like the Steelers. Can't I like the 95-8% of the guys who are really good guys who are on the team? I, I just I don't want to root for one guy, but that doesn't mean I have to throw out yeah, all my fandom. Right. You can watch a game that Tyreek Hill or anybody else like that is in then not watch it because he's like you can watch it and not like that he's involved in it. I I, hear, one of the I other totally things. understand, and that's the way it should be. But I don't think that's the way it is. I think Tyreek Hill is generally worshipped as a great athlete. Yeah, and and there are certain guys where it's disappointing that that's the case. But I just and I mean I'm arguing semantics like I normally do. You said nobody cares. People uh, care. Not enough of them care to make a difference. Well, that gets right. back but to the Tainted Olympics. I, I think the Tainted Olympics could work because people don't care about the ethics. Like, I think generally the large majority of viewing sports fans do not care. They would just be curious about what it is. I mean, yeah. listen, it's fascinating. It's given us something to think about. And again, if you haven't heard, it's a uh, Olympics that's being put on, Olympic events that are being put on without any kind of drug testing. Right. Maybe, right? I mean, there is an idea still, I think. I don't think it actually has... Is it going to... I thought like, 2025. I thought this I was, was like their target. Karloff has been training guys for yeah. weeks about this. I also don't <laughs> understand how this is allowed, like how you can have medical supervision, because most of these things you're not supposed to be taking or right. taking them for... Like, no doctor will let you take <laughs> growth hormone if you don't need growth hormone. Is that so, right? Yeah, you, you, yeah. a doctor is not supposed to let you take or do things to you that you don't need. 
Yeah. Like, you're not fixing something or addressing something. If you're just doing it to get bigger muscles, like, a doctor should not well, sign off on that or right. tell you that it's, it's okay. because sometimes we've heard this, like, for celebrities and stuff, that they'll take human growth hormone just to look better. Right. I don't, it's not like Botox where you just go, you know, to your dermatologist, they'll shoot it. But I do think it gets used for cosmetic stuff. Right, I mean, and, and I don't the, think it's good, by the way. But, but also, yeah. there's a difference, I think, between like knowing which doctor plays fast and loose with his prescription pad, right. and then having doctors overseeing like an official event that's going to involve lawyers and right. money and business. Why would business you stake your and, reputation on that? Yeah. Right. Well, I don't know. I no. mean, first of all, it's can't we just have a little fun with this tainted Olympics? You guys are making <laughs> no. it into. Why has got to be and so by serious? Way, I, I hope Some of us have souls. I hope it does happen, and I I guarantee you guys will at least do a drive by. You're not I curious at all. You, I will not. Not even the slightest bit curious. Well, nope. one, one quick thing before. Uh, one quick thing. I, I people knew this was going on in the '80s and '90s. They didn't want to know that it was going on in the '80s and '90s. That's exactly what happened. Everyone. I, I, I mean, how do it's obvious. How do Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa hit all these home runs and shatter records that haven't been shattered in in, in decades? Uh, it's there's something going on. There was I was when I played football in middle school. The the coaches had on the wall for creatine and all these other enhancers. It was people in knew. middle school. Yeah. Jeez. Well, creatine is perfectly legal, but yeah. But 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 it was not right. if you're twelve. No, not for, <laughs> not for, yeah. not for the students. It was for it was for. You know the uh, the coaches that were in the in the locker room, but like it, it, people knew. We just didn't want to know. This is funny. They're like, I'm on their website now, and I, I, they're talking about. I was like, you can click on something called enhanced inclusive language. I'm like, all right, well, what do we do now? We're what are we doing here? We're going down a different type of path, and it's about the language of what's natural and what's real, uh. <laughs> not the other kind of inclusive By conversations way, we have. All your favorite players have definitely done something. You. Th- I mean, there's a certain player in the a certain sport who's excelling at a very old age. You don't think he's doing something? You don't think LeBron has ever dabbled? Or, I thought you were about to say Rogers. I'm just the saying, like, science? every every athlete's playing a 45 now. You don't think any of them are well, cheating on listen, the side? If Rogers was actually taking something, he'd be the ultimate hypocrite because he's all plant based medicine. Oh no, no, I mean, like, <laughs> isn't it weird that LeBron's scoring 30 points a game at? at 40 years old. I'm just saying, whatever. There's some science going to all these players lasting forever. There, yeah, I don't know if it's illegal. illegal. Science. Right. I mean, I mean, we, Blood do we, we, do we do not know more about how to say, stay healthy these days I'd than we did 25 years ago? 50% of the NFL probably takes something illegal. I would bet. Okay. I mean, you don't, you don't think? I'm, there's always people cheating. The number, the percentage, I have no idea on. 50% seems farther than I would want so, to go. He's wild to me. According to this website, they're saying they're saying the people who are doing this tainted Olympics, 44% of athletes already use performance answers. Uh, right. This, that's professional athletes, college athletes, high school athletes. They don't say. Olympic yeah, athletes, yeah, where do they get these numbers from? I don't know. But, but, <laughs> and, and what does that Hill, mean? Because like a greenie is a performance enhancing drug. Yeah. Like, right. Caffeine could be. Is yeah, LASIK surgery oh, that? Like, I was actually reading our friend John Wertheim from uh, 60 Minutes and Sports Illustrated, big tennis channel, yeah. big tennis guy. He said the dirty little secret of tennis players is uh, Adderall. Right. Uh, tennis Perfect. players all taking Adderall hmm. without having any kind of ADHD or needing it at yeah. all. And I'm sure, by the way, there's something that's perfectly legal and not dangerous that a lot of... I mean, the science they have access to is crazy right now. I assume blood spinning, you mentioned. There's got to be a million things they're doing to, to last. These guys are ridiculous athletes at 42. Okay, poll question. P- tainted Olympics, yes, no. 
Are you in or are you out? At Maggie and Pearl on Twitter. Bogish, thank you so much. Appreciate that. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. We get back to the least complicated sport ever, football. <laughs> we do that. I kid. We do that next. Maggie and Pearl. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Welcome back. Maggie Gray, Andrew Perloff. So we've been talking about this new idea for an Olympics that there's no drug testing. It's not our idea. Some rich people are putting it together, trying to. We're really split on this as a show. Bilotti and Perloff are interested in this idea. Hey, let's get it out in the open. See what's happening. Maybe a little morbid curiosity, too. EJ, myself, Bogish, absolutely loathe this idea. Let's go to David. He's in Dallas. David, you like this idea as well. The uh, We'll call it the Tainted Olympics. Well, let me tell you why exactly, and it's not necessarily on the moral grounds. It's on the knowing what's going on. How different is this, the NIL being allowed in college sports, where now we know who's being given money? Right. How is that any more different? We, instead of the NCAA chasing and the all three investigators for the entire NCAA trying to chase it down and take it five years to figure out, now if, you know, somebody – the Bill Smith Mercedes wants to give a guy a Mercedes for coming to Alabama. He can have it. Right. Um, are these the same thing, though? Are we talking about apples to apples? Because here's the thing. The player, thank you for the phone call. You can play college football with the NIL money or without it. With this tainted Olympics, you better be doing drugs, man, or else you've got no shot. Also, I mean, you, you won't drop dead of a heart attack from a $100,000 NIL deal. Well, that's part of it too. The 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 different stakes, if if you if you will. I, I didn't see the apples to apples there, but I appreciate it. I mean, also, you guys are sounding kind of naive. What percent? The Olympics obviously has had years and years of major oh major gosh. doping problems. Totally. Look at uh, Lance Armstrong and bicycle racing. There's been widespread PED use of the sports we've been watching. Okay, but, so you can't ignore that. Okay, but again, I think most people would want to move more towards. A fairness thing. So say you don't even want the ethical part of it, but at least putting your body or the message it sends to kids. Don't you just want a fairness, like that you are competing on an even playing field? And the thing about Lance Armstrong, I mean, he benefited from steroids, but has there a guy been more publicly shamed? Right. Those guys are disgraced. Yeah. Like, like again, I mentioned Ben Johnson. You mentioned Lance right. Armstrong. 
uh, Marion Jones. Like, we don't look at them and say, oh, those 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 guys are awesome. Or, like, right, they right. got a bad rap. It's <laughs> like, no, they, they got everything yeah. that was coming to them. Yeah. But you said, Maggie, that you want fairness. So I think the, these tainted Olympics, that's what you get. You're getting fairness. So at least it's an open open secret that you're taking them. So that is, in a way, is more fair than what we've had our entire sporting lives is we don't really quite know See, what's going on. I don't think it's fair when you do the tainted Olympics because it's just who was the best doctor then. So who who, right, who but came I up mean, with the best concoction of stuff? It has nothing to do with your natural ability, right? Yeah, but I mean, you could look at. We really didn't know what we were watching in the Olympics when Ben Johnson won gold, for example. Right. We had no idea. So at least it's open and compared to this general idea, like wow, that guy's super fast. I wonder if he's taking anything. You have no clue. That's true. And we're talking about this idea of uh, the Olympics that they're trying to get going. Olympic sports that uh, have no drug testing so you can just do and take whatever you want but if you ask me which way should we go with this should we go more towards still trying to get drugs out of the sport and performance out of the sport or you just want to say eh, open the floodgates let's have a free-for-all i'm still going to move towards yeah. the let's get the drugs out of the sport i understand it and by the way just by saying that pete and i want to watch this tain olympics doesn't mean that we want we want everybody to take pds in all sports oh no. you guys want but that's druggies a, says just but shoot them up the thing is over. i feel like you'd rather have your head in the sand and watch the 2024 olympics in paris knowing full well that there are people there cheating and just ignoring it there are but at and I am not naive, but they are putting in, it feels like a rather robust drug testing. Um, I, Get out of here. I think the athletes would tell you, you have to be in a certain place. If you oh miss the drug test, God. it's considered a fail. Well, that I disagree with you. I think every every big time athlete who wants to avoid a test can do it. I mean, well, how many guys are actually getting caught in baseball? And the way they get caught is so stupid. Like, it's usually like a male thing. Or Well, baseball and maybe football, I don't know how much they really want to catch guys. Yeah, yeah, I agree with but that. But the Olympics, I think they really do. I don't know. I mean, didn't they just get rid of the entire Russian country because they were all using steroids? Like That documentary is bananas, by the way. What's it called? Icarus? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The- Oof. That yeah, one is yeah. About they, the they come down, the and, and then you know, Conor McGregor, he wants to get back into you no know, UFC, but he's basically ducking the drug testing. Like he won't, he won't commit to doing whatever the US, US. I hate does. the way UFC does this. Yeah, because they allow the testosterone replacement therapy, and the bar for that, I think, should be a lot higher. Yeah. My personal opinion, especially when you're kicking and punching somebody yeah. in the yeah. face, those are the the combat sports are really the ones you want clean. But that Icarus documentary, one thing, science is way ahead of where the regulators are. That is always the way. I don't think anyone's really clean. Coming up, Jim Harbaugh gets introduced as the new L.A. Chargers head coach. His lofty goals for the organization. We get to those next. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.